Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon, America. Good afternoon, Rochester, New York. Welcome to the We the People Podcast Network. This is Chad Hummel, your host on the Got Freedom Podcast. Thank you for joining me here today. We're in uh, we're in studio here in Rochester, New York. Again, the We the People Podcast Studio with our producer, Austin. Hello. Austin's gonna introduce himself the way he always does. Of course. There it is. There's What's everybody the, doing. There's the thumbs up from Austin, letting us know that he's here alive and well. Always, he hasn't been he hasn't been killed by uh, by any of Biden's policies yet. No, I'm I'm waiting for the uh, long COVID to get me. <laughs> it's getting just Tom, isn't it? We've heard. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> All right, so we have a very special guest in the studio today. Everybody should recognize the gentleman that's uh, on the screen. He's sitting next to me, but in the studio, he's actually sitting across from me. And as I think it was uh, Greg Kelly pointed out. On uh, on that live uh, show that we went on there, he, he mentioned that you were taller than me. <laughs> I think it was the chair at the time. Yeah. yeah. And I'm looking at the screen right now. It looks like you're about six inches taller than me. I don't wow. like I don't like I think I'm, I'm sitting too close to the to the to the camera. <laughs> I think at this back point. up a little Back bit. off. Callis. You, usually uh, usually Kimberly's sitting across from me and she's a little bit lower. Really? So, yeah. well, I am sitting in her chair, so I don't know how it's positioned. Yeah. You know, height wise. I think it's up a little too high. I don't want to mess around with that. Kimberly always wants to be, you know, the tallest person on screen. Yeah. You I, don't know? Wanna, I don't want to mess she, with she her. She won't let it be there any other way. All right. Can I take these off now? Yeah, you could take. Oh. You could put that down if you want. All right. It's up it to you. A yeah. Weird, didn't yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. I usually take mine off during the show. I only put them on when it's uh, when there's a video on because it gets a little warm underneath those things. Yeah, so, sure. all right. So Dave Kals is in studio today. We are Hello. going to be uh, we're going to be talking about his situation in Webster. Uh, as many of you know, uh, Dave was dragged out of. Uh, in my opinion, he was assaulted from a civil standpoint. He was assaulted by the uh, security team at the Webster Board of Education meeting. You all may recall this video that went viral. Is there audio playing right now, Austin? Uh, there's not, but there can be. If you no, that's okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, everybody's seen this video. This, this is the video that went viral. It went so viral that uh, Dave uh, made it all the way onto the Hannity Show. He was on Fox and Friends. He was on Newsmax TV uh, two different times. And... Uh, and as many of you know, I've talked about it at length on, on my podcast, and I've updated you guys, I think as recently as last week, that individual there in the brown pants uh, that was seen assaulting Dave um, was, uh, was due in court last week around this time. He was due in Webster Court to answer charges of harassment. And apparently the update there is he did not appear in court because um, according to the district attorney's office, he did, uh, he did retain an attorney, which, of course, he has the right to do, and his attorney contacted the court 
uh, on the day of court or on the evening of uh, prior to court and requested a uh, an adjournment or a postponement of the court date. And um, the DA indicated to me that he would let me know what that new date is, and I haven't heard anything yet. So, um, so we're going to get to Dave's story in a minute. Before um, we get there, though, I wanted to uh, wanted to go over a couple things. One thing I wanted to to talk about. So this past weekend, uh, my daughter and I. Um, we went out for lunch in Webster. We went to Panera oh, nice. o- over in your neck of the woods, I yeah. think, Dave. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then after Panera, we we went to Barnes and Nobles. And you know, in this day and age, everything's technology. Do you still read books, I, Dave? I have books everywhere in my house. Not I'm an to put old you on school. the spot. No, 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 no. I read uh, the most recent book that I'm reading right now is called Race to the Bottom by Luke Rosiak. Okay, it's all about the education, public education system in in uh, in the United States. So is it but a paperback, I, a hardbound? I read. Because I dog ear, awesome. I highlight. I mean, I, I I put you know reminders. You know, I flag. I, I do everything. Yeah, I can't nook or whatever the Kindle thing yeah. is. or read no. online. Can't do it. Or what about the audio books in your nope. car? I can't even do that. Yeah, I I've, I've I, never I, tried. I, maybe it's just the way you know I, I was brought up reading. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's you know in I've my, never in tried, but but for me, and I don't know if other people feel the same way. And this might sound corny, but there's something about having the book in your hand. It gives you a sense of I'm about to learn something. I'm about to dive into something. I'm about to educate myself or yeah. entertain myself. Either way, it feels there's something about having that book in your hand, being able to kind of relax and dive into it. I agree. As opposed to I agree. you're driving down the road, you're probably headed somewhere to a meeting that you're late for, and, and you're trying to focus on listening to an audio book or yeah. I don't know. There's something. Yeah. So going to a, a place like Barnes and Nobles, um, I don't know. I, I still think that's just, it's a good feeling. You walk in, there's there's literature everywhere. Right. You kind of look around. And yeah. and there is science behind. Science? Sci- yeah, is that, is that uh, still that's a real thing? It's not Fauci science, but it's there is science behind actually reading something and then writing it. And the, the repetitiveness of reading it, writing it helps put it into long-term memory. Oh, okay. So when you're learning something, you know, using an, you know, an audio book, you know, it might be good entertainment if it's fiction, but sure. I mean, you can't read, you know, a legal, you know, binder and say, oh yeah, now I can defend Dave Callis in court <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on an audio, on an audio case. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. Yeah. So it, so walking around Barn, uh, Barnes and Noble on Saturday with my daughter, um, I was, you know, looking at all sorts of different kind of books, etc. And, um, you know, they always say you can't judge a book by its cover, but you're sure going to buy it probably based on its cover. You're going to get intrigued by it based on its cover. So I came across this uh, one particular book, took a look at the cover, uh, read read a little bit of the, the binder of the book, and, you know, it really kind of jumped out at me. And I, I bought the book, and I, I already started reading it. So I wanted to share it with everyone here. Um, the name of the book, I'll hold it up here. The name of the book is called Whatever It Took, and I'm not being paid. Uh, any compensation to plug this book. The author of the book is uh, Henry, I'll probably butcher his last name, unfortunately, Henry uh, Langrier. And Henry Langrier, uh, perhaps, I didn't do any research on this, but he has to be one of the the oldest uh, surviving combat uh, veterans of World War II. World War II. Yeah. yeah. He, um, he fought on D-Day. He landed in France on D-Day, uh, was a paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne. And uh, and he tells his story of his, uh, indu- you know, of his indu- uh, introduction to the military, sure, uh, into the army, and then uh, his advance through quick advance through training, and then his um, 
his ascension on France on D-Day. And then within weeks, he had been unfortunately captured. And, um, and I don't, you know, I don't want to, I haven't read the entire book. Yeah, let's but, give away the whole book. Yeah. Chad, I mean. So, but I have a, there's a trailer. There's a trailer that I found on YouTube and it's phenomenal. So I want to play that trailer, Austin, if we could. In the death camp, they, they were probably going to work us to death. So we was either going to die working in the mines or escaping. It was a rainy, cold night. And a friend of mine that we had been talking about to escape uh, said, let's go. So we stepped out into the brush and and took off. I never felt I had any option but to survive. I just knew I had to do whatever it took. Goosebumps, huh? So are we going to have like our own little book club? Like after you're done reading that, I want to read it. I mean, and so I'm not a huge history buff, but I, you know, I'm, I, you know, every time I sit down on Netflix and you go through half an hour of trying to find something to watch, I usually, you know, defer Land to, yeah, like historic type, you know, um, movies, whether it's Saving Private Ryan or something that's, you know, documentary based about World War II. I mean, that is the last greatest generation, Yep. you know, and, and I don't know, what's the number, like under a hundred of, of those uh, that's World War II veterans that are still alive. Yeah, today. and that's what I'm thinking. So when I when I picked up this book and I read the jacket of the book and, and it mentioned that he wrote this book um, a year ago. So that immediately kind of captured my attention because I'm, you know, doing the mental math thinking, so he wrote this book when he was, what, 95? Right. And then sure enough, that's what it is. He he was 95 when he wrote this book. You look great for 95. Yeah, and he starts off, and, I, and again, you, you know, you mentioned the book club. Maybe I'll sit here and read the entire book to you. <laughs> You'll probably fall asleep. It'll be like our bedtime story. <laughs> there you but go. what I do want to do, though, over, as, as all my followers and listeners know, I do my uh, podcast weekly, but I am going to, you know, read this book. I've already read a couple chapters of it, and I do want to kind of chronicle the book throughout the weeks, just kind of tease the book a little bit, read some some small excerpts from it, but, um, I mean, you know what? I mean, again, I'm not a history buff, but I, I I've never heard this, this veteran story before. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that it was, it's documented, you know, in a yeah. book now, I mean, just uh, a year ago. Yeah. I mean, it, not that I, I prefer movies over books, but I mean, I wonder if they'd make a, make a movie out of it. Right. Cause it, I don't think that this has a, a documented, you know, full length movie. It would make a, it would make a phenomenal movie. So I'd watch it. I just want to read a quick excerpt from the from the prologue here. Um, he's talking about his uh, training with the uh, 82nd Airborne before he was deployed. He learned. I learned how to his words. I learned how to navigate in the dark using stars and dead reckoning. I learned how to survive behind enemy lines where everyone wants you dead or worse, 
or worse, right? Worse yeah. than dead. Right. Torture, right? right. Yeah, as, as, as I imagine what he's much. referring to. Yeah. I learned how to kill and how not to look too deeply into the eyes of the man you shot for fear of seeing your reflection. Yeah. I learned how to become a savage. I learned how very dark a man's soul can become when he wills himself to survive. Um, and then he just quickly goes on to say, under other circumstances, maybe, I could have been friends with some of the people I had to shoot, but I'd been in a place where I had no friends and where everyone I met carried my death sentence, no matter how kind their glance seemed. So I, I, I apologize. I said that th this was him um, taking us through his training. This was him um, doing kind of a global recapture of his about a year and a half that yeah. he spent yeah. um, overseas. So sounds like a great book. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to continue to read it. Like I said, yeah. I already read a couple couple chapters, and um, I've actually already read the first couple chapters multiple times because I wanted to actually read this to my teenage children. I wanted to have them kind of follow along. So the the first night only one joined me. Oh. On the second night, I was able to get two more to join me, so I had to go back and read it. Meanwhile, again. your wife is like, oh, the, <laughs> yeah. the first chapter I got. So, yeah. so I already have the first two chapters completely <laughs> memorized. <laughs> to your point about yeah. actually having the book and you yeah. know and dog-earing it and all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, no, that, I mean, you know what? And, and again, I mean, think about it. If he's 95, there aren't many of that generation left who went through, you know, the D-Day, the... Um, you know, the 82nd Airborne, you know. Um, yeah, so. he talked about he talked about when he was 19 and he had just graduated from high school and he had his first job and he met his first girlfriend and he was living his life. And and at the time he was aware, of course, of what was going on over in Europe. But as a 19 year old, you're like, yeah, whatever. That's overseas. Right. That's yeah. just a war that, right. you know, there was world there had been World War One. Right. Right. Uh, the Civil War wasn't that far in the rearview mirror. Seriously. Um, yeah. Of Americans at the time. And but then um, January 7th, 1941 occurs. And all of a sudden he, you know, as he described it, that's what got the attention of the 17, 18, and 19-year-olds yeah. of the time. Right. That's when it became real that, oh, my God, you know, our homeland has been struck. And and as he uh, chronicles, he said at that moment, he knew he was going to be drafted. Yeah. And so what he did was he actually sought out the military at that point because he wanted to pick his branch. He wanted to pick his sure. his trade, so to speak, because yeah. he knew he was going to get pulled in. Um, so, you know, he so he chose the, the Army. And he chose to go through the the paratrooper uh, training, and yeah. he ended up in the the eighty second Airborne, which yeah. is you know it's about as famous as it gets in the military, right? Cool. In the U.S. military, yeah. So, all right, so that's that. The We the Podcast People Book Club. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring my book next week. Get on, get on board. <laughs> yeah, right. Get on board. Get on board or get out of town. Exactly, or be left behind. Oh, look at that! It says he was. Somebody said that he was honored a couple years ago in D.C. by uh, by Trump. Oh, imagine that! Oh, thanks. Oh, that's is that your sister? sister? Yeah, that's hey, my Michelle. sister Michelle. Yep. Yeah, I hadn't heard about that, so that's great. Yeah, that's that. That'd be a cool book, cool read. It's uh, not a shocker that that Trump was the one that that honored him, though, yeah. right? So now we talked about last week on the podcast, on the God Freedom Podcast here. And again, uh, thank you everyone for joining me here. We're on the We the People Podcast Network. I have a guest in uh, studio. I don't often have a guest in in the studio. In fact, I've only done it a couple times. So um, I'm honored to be I'm honored to be a guest. Yeah. So Dave Callis is here, and 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 you all know who Dave is by now. I, I'm sure Dave was 
uh, assaulted at the Webster Board of Education meeting. We're going to get to what's going on with his matter uh, momentarily. But um, last week, hot off the presses was the Senate hearings for Katanji Brown Jackson. Jackson, thank you, KBJ. Mm-hmm. Right? They're already, you know, they're already She's going already with the got whole her, uh, uh, Supreme Court yeah, acronym. Acronym, exactly. So. The, the RBG, right? The Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, yeah. So they're already, you know. Nobody par- could ever replace her, by the way. Yeah. I'm just saying. They're already parroting, yeah. parroting her. So I'm, I'm sure by now most of you have seen the, the clip of the soon-to-be United States Supreme Court, newest United States Supreme Court member um, who declared in her own words that she could not define uh, what a woman was because she's not a biologist. So today on Facebook, uh, something popped up on my feed and it really uh, brought me back quickly to a week ago in listening to our Supreme Court nominees. And uh, Austin has put that up on the screen there. So what this appears to be is somebody's co- online college application. And yeah, laugh, go ahead and laugh because I'm not sure what else we can do other than cry or find a new country to live in or both, but after you select your sex, okay, so these people are smart, right? They already, they're already anticipating our arguments against this. So they're, so they're not specifically replacing a, a designation of what sex you are. The drop box above the cursor there, you can see a female has been, uh, selected. So presumably that drop down box also contains male. Uh, and presumably, because we all learned this at a very young age, there's there are two uh, sexes or two genders, and those are and and Dave again, I'm going to put you on the spot. Those are male. I didn't I'm even going to give you this. one of them. They <laughs> are male, study. and then the other one's on the screen. So uh, I'm really giving it away. Uh, <laughs> Austin, yeah. can you help him out, please? Yeah, come on, Dave. It's demigender. <laughs> <laughs> male and female. Male and female. Ding ding ding. But now that's not apparently good enough um, for the college crowd, so to speak, anymore. So the uh, the perverts that are running our colleges and universities uh, apparently have now uh, saw fit to create a second uh, designation, I guess, and it's called a gender designation. And we're going to get to the different gender designations, apparently. But what I'm what I'm confused about, though, is and, and we're not going to get any help from the Supreme Court because they don't know how to define these things, apparently. But what is the definition of gender? So we looked it up. Austin, can you throw that up on the screen real quick, the, the definition of gender? This is Webster's definition. I highlighted it. <laughs> the state of being male or female. Okay. That's the same thing, right? So we go back to sex. That's male or female. We all knew that. We go to gender, that's male or female. We all knew that. But apparently we're wrong. Because apparently your gender designation is agender? Does anyone know what that is? I have no idea. I have no idea. Agender. It, no, it means without gender, right? I assume because... Like, well, how do you the, know you're without prefix, gender if you're without gender? The prefix A means without. So that's... Look what at, that means awesome technically. With the big brain over there. That's why he's our Good producer. For you, man. But well, I don't know what that means in terms of gender. How can you be a gender? Isn't that an oxymoron it in is. a way? I, well, I, I assume the they're just like a like a Ken doll. 
doll or, or uh, like a Barbie doll. You know, they just they have like nothing. Barbie there. is not a gender, but, but it, like I you spent know, many look days like, you, as you know, a twelve year old. If if you if you've seen a naked Barbie, the equivalent. Of they a, have no like. There's that, nothing there. Wouldn't that be non? My my stepsister allowed me to join in when she played Barbies, and I saw Barbie and Ken. They weren't a gender. Well, I, I, well, well down Ken, below Ken, they were though. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Ken, Ken didn't yeah. have a little plastic, you that's know, true. ding dong. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I understand. Blew, I, I don't. That I shouldn't one. say I understand. I don't know what a gender is. So all this is like so this new to me. The second so, one is. Androgen, androgen, androgyny, so, androgyny. Okay, so can I ask a question? Isn't that what Mark point? McGuire and Sammy Sosa were on back in 1999? <laughs> yeah, the steroids. What was it? What was it? I thought it was anabolic. It might have been. No, it was wait, androgyny. If we go back to like the whole, L, do we know what that is? I have no idea. So I mean, we're talking about the LGBTQIA plus. What's IA plus? So I think that's what is I'm. That's something new. Uh, intersex, intersex, and asexual I think the a is asexual, and then the plus is figuring it out. Yeah, everything else. <laughs> we shouldn't be talking about this. I mean, we could go through the rest of this list, but I'm certainly no expert in this. But what I, I guess, my question was: if you're taking a look at this list, where's lesbian? I mean, if the whole LGBTQIA plus movement, they're not on there, right? Demi gender, well, sexual. Can I actually male can and I female? Seg- are on can there, I segue I what Dave just said into something I've thought for a little while? Yes. Well, uh, your show, sorry. Sorry, Chad. Can I can I interject here for a second? What? I don't know. If you have any other questions, just ask Dave. I just no. <laughs> but please do. So, what what Dave just said was like selfish. lesbian and gay aren't on here, um, because th- those aren't genders; those are sexual preferences, right? Okay. Well, uh, why like, isn't that a category? Oh, because that's <laughs> there's not enough room on the form. Because that's not like a gender. You, you're not. I'm not gay gender, right? Like that, I guess would, and I'm, oh, I'm not gay at all, but. Well, I was going to ask you that now. um, But like. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I I always found it kind like I, if I was just like a gay guy, I feel like I would be kind of annoyed that all this, like all these other things are being lumped in. Yes. What does this have to do with going to college? (laughs) I don't get it. I just don't get it. That's the the real question. question. It really is. Because at the end of the day, what do they do with this information anyway? Exactly. If I'm a male, but I and I and my gender selection is uh, gender fluid. I mean, what do they do with that? You know what? What do they do with it? I so don't the, want so, to see so they can report fluids. that there's a. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think we let's see. there's frat parties I, I and things like that. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the frat parties. All right, fluid wise. So that's an interesting list, though. I mean, I, when I looked at that, I was like, "What in the world?" We're gonna go from non gender. We're gonna go from non binary a gender right over to Kyrie Irving. Let's do that. Good segue. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so as many of you may know, Kyrie Irving was one of the uh, one of the famous people, so to speak. Dave and I aren't famous, although we tried. Um, and uh, Kyrie Irving, who plays for I don't even know the New Jersey Nets, maybe. Nets. Yes, yeah, I think it's the Nets. Yeah. yeah, he plays for the New Jersey Nets. And uh, because of New York's ridiculous uh, vaccine, COVID mandates, et cetera, he wasn't allowed to play in any home games up until recently when the mayor gave him permission uh, to earn a living in the United States of America. Um, but Kyrie Irving was interviewed, and I want to play a little clip from, from his interview. Uh, first off, I want to thank Kyrie Irving because he gives a phenomenal plug to the God Freedom podcast. So let's start with, uh, oh, yeah. with Kyrie Irving plugging the God Freedom podcast. 
Um, I'm standing for freedom. Let's play it again. It's beautiful. Um, I'm standing for freedom. He says, I got freedom, right? I think he said, he said Chad, I got the Chad got, Hummel stands for freedom. He said, <laughs> he said, I watched the Got Freedom podcast. Right? Let's play one more time. I'm standing for freedom. Yeah, I love yeah. it. All right, let's play the whole clip. Yeah. Of this season, for me, it was never to um, just take a stand. It was really to make sure that I'm standing on what I believe in and freedom freedom i don't think that's a word that um gets defined enough in our society stop right there for the a second and make choices i love it i yeah. love Kyrie irving i didn't like him when he was a celtic i thought he was a, a lousy basketball player uh and he didn't you know live up to his expectations as a basketball player when he was with my um with my celtics but um and you know what i, I don't want to be a hypocrite either because one of the things that i've probably said one too many times um in my in my political rants in life has, has been that you know I don't I don't really care what Hollywood says about politics I don't really care about what athletes say about politics and you know I didn't want to hear from Colin Kaepernick on his politics and all that so one might say well now all of a sudden you want to prop up Kyrie Irving uh, because he agrees with you and, and so I thought that through a little bit um, these things aren't lost on me completely but because I'm a, an attorney and I can speak out of six sides of the same mouth. I want to say this, and I do, and I do think this is accurate and true. Um, Kyrie Irving isn't just coming out on his own, so to speak, and deciding to talk politics at a press conference. Kyrie Irving's not just calling for a press conference, grabbing a mic and saying, "Hey, I believe in freedom, and COVID, you know, mandates are bad, and so on and so forth." That's not what Kyrie Irving is doing. Kyrie Irving was attacked by these mandates. Mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving's freedom was attacked. He lost, I believe he was not paid for those home games that he missed. He did take a stand for freedom. And when he says he, take, he took a stand for freedom, I believe him. He didn't say I took a stand for myself. When he says I took a stand for freedom, what he's saying is he took a stand for you and I in yeah. Austin and everyone that's watching this podcast right now, the God Freedom Podcast. Yeah. And that's, in fact... Again, what he did. Right. Um, he has the bully pulpit. He has um, the microphone that, you know, he didn't pay for that microphone. Um, you know, that's a press conference that the whole world is, is listening to and watching. So, uh, you know, good for him. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad that somebody like him also, you know, stood for freedom during this period of time. What's unfortunate, and, and we've dealt with this, Dave, throughout the course of all of our dealings and what we've had to go through both in your case individually, my case individually, and and all of the other uh, patriots that we've met along the way that have gone through the same things uh, that you and I have gone through where we've come under attack. Um, Kyrie Irving, he had something to lose. He totally does. Right? Absolutely. I mean, he could have lost his entire career over this. Right. What, what if some other... Uh, what if some other states had the same policy? He wouldn't right. have been able to play play anywhere. Right. And one of the struggles that you and I have run into all along is if more people would stand arm in arm with what we're doing, then you know you you right. can you can make a bigger stink, so to speak. Absolutely, right? Yeah. If if his entire team had gotten in lockstep with what he was doing and said we're not going to play, and other and other members of the NBA said we're not going to play. This would have ended real quick. Yeah. At least this particular mandate. Yeah. There is no way that 
the powers to be, the people that are making billions of dollars off of the NBA, whether it be the TV networks, whether it be the vendors, whether it be the, 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 the ads, the people that pump you know millions and billions of dollars into ads and whatnot, um, they, they wouldn't have stood for this ridiculous mandate right. if other people had you know uh, had Kyrie Irving's back. Right. But it was just him and maybe a couple other one-off players that right, you know right. that, that took the stand and, yep. and yep. so they had to suffer yep. but um, didn't they it, did the right thing. Didn't it come down to a, um, a state issue, a New York issue because he was allowed to play in away games? Correct. And he just was not allowed to play in New York State because of the New York State guidelines, rules, whatever, you know, whatever we're calling them now. And it's because of those rules that he had to sit out. However, he could attend the games. Like he could be there in the stadium unvaccinated, no masks because, you know, apparently Eric Adams said now you could go to, you know, uh, entertainment, you know, type venues without having to wear a mask. So he was allowed to be there without a mask on. He was allowed to be there without, you know, being vaccinated. But he couldn't play. But he couldn't play, which is complete nonsense. Hence, and, and of course, we've we've chronicled since day one, right, all the way back to March of 2020, how <laughs> ridiculously uh, in opposite the regulations are and how none of them are designed for safety. They're all designed right. for punishment and control. And they're not based in, in real in science. science. Yes. They're not, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's Fauci. It's Fauciism. Exactly. Right? It's Fauci science. So what they did to him, what you just articulated, what they did to him, cannot be classified as anything other than pure punishment right he was punished Correct. pure and simple correct it was not oh my god don't come inside this building because you are going to spread covid and get everyone sick and everyone's yeah. going to die right it's you can come in the building and you can watch your teammates play right and you can watch them win and lose but you're not going to play because you didn't submit right to the vaccine right and he made a choice right, right. and you i mean we, we you and i talk about this all the time like that's everything that you and I have been, you know, talking about and in, in fighting for individually was the freedom to have the choice, right? Correct. So the yeah, NBA, not, not that others can't get the vax if they want, right. not that others can't wear three masks while they're driving exactly. alone in a car if they want. Exactly. He made a choice. He stood in his truth, and he and he was representing, you know, not only himself, but he was he's representing the freedom to have those choices. Absolutely. And we should all have that. Absolutely. We should all have that. So all right. Today is the day of segues. Some of them have been terrible. Hopefully this one will be better. This segue is going to take us uh, directly to the gentleman uh, who's in the room. I think it's a great segue. Yeah, (laughs) it's got to be. We're going to talk about you. I think if people hang in there for a couple minutes, they'll see see the the segue, which was great. Because as soon as you started talking about it, I'm like, oh, this will be great. You know, (laughs) this shows that we're actually doing a little bit of, you know, prep work. So... Really quick, the, 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 the backstory about what I'm about to say started Friday of last week. Uh, Wednesday of last week. My son plays JV lacrosse at Webster. Uh, they played in the rain Wednesday night. Um, you know, he didn't feel great on Thursday. Friday morning, he woke up. He, did, he didn't feel, you know, any better. So his mom decided to test him for COVID. And the first test that, that he took, he ended up testing positive. So she thought she was doing the right thing by notifying the school. Carter has COVID. You know, and I'm saying he has COVID because that's what the test sure. said, right? Yeah, yeah. So because of that, he had he has to follow the the existing guidelines for COVID. You know, the in ever the changing protocols, which that is they send insane. Out. Yeah. I mean, it's just dumb at this point, in my opinion. So the first five days, he has to stay home, isolation. Day six, he can return to school, and days six through ten, he can be in classrooms with a mask on. 
Additionally, if he's in sports, he cannot play until day 10. He can be in school from day 6 to 10? Correct. With a mask on, in the classrooms, around other kids, indoors, inside, indoors. indoors. But he cannot play outdoor sports or sports in general. I don't know if there's an indoor ping pong league at the school at this point. But he can't go outdoors and play lacrosse until after day 10. So I didn't even realize what a great segue that actually was because I didn't know you were going to jump right into that. So this is what we just got done saying. Kyrie Irving, an athlete, was being punished. Correct. Plain and simple, he was being punished. Correct. Your son, plain and simple, and maybe not directly, right? He's not being punished because he's your son, or who maybe. knows, maybe he is. <laughs> maybe. Um, I know my son was because because yeah, right. he's possible. my he's my son. Yeah. Um, but he's being punished because of some ridiculous, non-scientific policies and rules. Correct. Right? Correct. We've graduated, luckily, we've graduated away, graduated away from the mandates. Right. Now there are policies and rules that the schools have to follow. Right. Now, so did you look into this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Of course I looked into it. So I'm like, okay. That was a softball day. He, thank you. He was... <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be okay day six through 10 wearing a mask. He'll, he'll get through, right? And realistically, it's Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week with a mask to, uh, to comply with whatever these new guidelines are. So I contacted the nurse and said, why is he allowed to be indoors with a mask but not play outdoor sports until the, the 10th day? She said, because that's what we're... You know, those are the rules. That's what that we're, we're being told to that's do. That's what we're being told to do. She goes, if you and like. we do whatever I, we're told. Yeah. And she goes, if you like, I can contact the athletic director for you. I'm like, oh, no. Of course. I'm like, I know, you Hold know, on. I know Steve pretty well. I'll contact him directly. Have, have you noticed, um, I, I picked up on this months ago because my interactions with my school's athletic department, you know, for, for obvious reasons that everyone knows about, you know, really ticked up over the past year and a half. But have you noticed what the new title is oh, yeah. that our athletic directors yeah. are carrying around? I'm what glad is you it? mentioned it. Director of Health Something in Athletics. Yeah. Yeah. They're directors of health, health. now? Yeah. What what gives them what, what what's their expertise? Yeah. Listen, what does this he have an case. education in, in health? Not, I have more yeah. education in health and nutrition than he does. I guarantee it. It's like sickening. let's sit down and talk about it. I you, guarantee it. You know what the answer is, right? He has none. Yeah, but but what do we what do we need to follow here? The money. The money. Yeah. They got the COVID money. Yeah. So they get, so this is what happens, right? The, the truck showed up at some point about 18 months ago, right? A big dump truck showed up at all the high school campuses in Monroe County yep. and dumped, you know, anywhere from four to $12 million, million in cash. Webster and got 14 million. 14 million. 14 million. So a dump truck, so two dump trucks showed up to yeah. Webster and dumped $14 million of cash in the gymnasium. Yep. Okay. And the superintendent and the board of education all gathered in the gymnasium, right? And they were like, wow, oh, look at, this. Look look at, at all this, this cash. Yeah. It was like when Obama gave all that cash to the Iranians, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so they get all this cash. And now what are they going to do with it? Right. All right. So bring and, in the athletic director. And they have to use it. It's, yes, not like they they can, use it. it's not like they can put it in savings and accrue interest, you know, so they can, you yeah. know, lower our taxes. I was going to say, it's not like they can lower no. tax rates no. for the next 10 years no. and collect that much less money Correct. on the tax levy for the school bill for the next 10 years. No 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 no, 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 no. No, it's like, come on in, athletic director. Yeah. You're going to be the director of health now. Correct. And with that comes an $18,000 stipend. Right. And nurse come in, right? Yep. Now you're going to be such and such, and you're going to be such and such, and yep. you're all going to get a stipend. Director of health. And I forgot there's one other role. Which is why we have right Director of way. health something in, in athletics was, was his title. Yeah. So I saw the title on the email you sent me, which yeah. was a little bit different. See, my athletic director, it just simply says 
uh, athletic director and director of health. Okay, so yours the, defined it more. Oh further. yeah, yeah. So there's just like the nomenclature is a little bit different. Yeah, different but it's all the district. same. Yeah, it's all the same. They're spending money. Yeah. So I contacted him. I said, you know, I'm interested in understanding your policy. If he can return to school on day six with masks, but he can't play sports until day ten, you know, can you help me understand that? And he directed me to what he called the Finger Lakes COVID Task Force. So of course. I'm looking it up online, right? And I'm looking task for force. It's COVID-19, so uh, Finger Lakes COVID-19 Task Force. So I was looking and looking and looking, and I couldn't find anything except the Finger Lakes COVID-19 Vaccination Task Force. That's the one that he's referring Ooh, to. Vaccination Task Correct. Force. So that's the group that our districts are taking guidance from, in addition to our local county leaders, Adam Bello and Dr. Mike Mendoza. Oh, we don't call him Dr. Mike Mendoza on this I'm show. I'm sorry, Dave. double dipping Mikey Mendonuts. <laughs> yes. Mendonuts. Um, so there. So again, so I'm trying to understand, and I wasn't going to go back. I, actually, I did. I'm sorry, that's a lie. I ended up emailing him back, and I said, so to be clear, the district, the school, Webster, is taking guidance from the Finger Lakes COVID-19 Vaccination Task Force. And I had a couple other questions for him, and he hasn't responded yet. So now back to the fact that he now carries the nomenclature, as you as you said. Uh, I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. That's a good word. Uh, the nomenclature of director of health. Right. So that takes us back to, to, to this idea of just like I, I've asked repeatedly throughout COVID of, of a superintendent, for example, who constantly says, my hands are tied. Right. And, and by the way, superintendents have said their hands are tied about things lo even long before COVID. Correct. Their hands are always tied, Yeah. right? Yeah. Their hands are always tied except for when their paycheck shows up every two weeks. <laughs> right. And they make 250 grand a year with, you know, all in with their benefits and their clothing and car allowances right. and things like that. Right. So their hands are never tied when they, when they dip their money in and, and dip their hands in and take the money. Right. But when it comes time to make a damn decision, as the as essentially the president of the high school, right? They're the CEO. Yep. They're the self-proclaimed CEO of their individual schools, not buck, just the bucks, high school. Buck stops with them. Yeah. And and they can never make a decision. And you will agree, would you agree that Yeah, you're not gonna put district, any words in my mouth. <laughs> would you agree? <laughs> right? You're objection. a lawyer, right? <laughs> Leading I strenuously object. Rephrase your would question. Would you agree that your district, even though it's in Monroe County, is different than mine? And each superintendent, yes, mine's is this, better. Okay, <laughs> I went Just to yours. Kidding. I'm an alum. <laughs> They're both but terrible. I'm, you know what I'm saying though? Like they yes. have superintendents for each district. And for what's a the reason. point of having one if if they all have to follow the same guidance from they, somebody else? Exactly. And why can they not make unilateral decisions, decisions. that are in the best interest for their students, staff, Correct. teachers? Right. Correct. So maybe my superintendent makes. A decision for Webster, which right. could be different than the superintendent for Eastridge making a decision for, but they're not. Nope. They're not. Nope. And this leads into, and I'm And that I'm puts the spotlight squarely on this whole idea of what in the hell is a director of health title for an athletic director? Right. Right? Correct. If you're the athletic director and now you, and now you somehow obtain the gold star to be the director of health, then presumably, even though we know they don't, presumably they have some sort of training and expertise in the health of our children so that when you go to them and say, now please explain to me then why you're making this policy. Well, I have no idea why. Right. I'm just being told what to do. Well, then why do we need you to be the director of health? Right. Then, then let's have the, the COVID task force from the Finger Lakes come in and take the money. Right. 
No, they're all taking money just yep. from different troughs. Yep. So we got the COVID vaccination policy, the finger la- or the the COVID vaccination team of the Finger Lakes. They have a trough of money that they're working out of. Right. We have the director of health at all the individual high schools, and like you just showed us. Each one of those directors of health, my my athletic director, Kyle Vacanti, who I'm suing, by the way, my athletic director, Kyle Vacanti, he's also the director of health in, in East Irondequite. Yeah. And he's doing the exact same thing that the director of health in Webster's doing. Right. And neither one of them know what the hell they're doing. Right. They're, yeah. just, they're just taking emails and marching yep. orders. They're doing their job. That's what I. They're that's doing what, what they're told. They're doing what I'm told. Like the SS, like the German exactly. SS. Right. So as I'm as I'm like like boiling and the, my, my wheels are spinning. Are we supposed this to be fundraising or something? Yes. I'm, right, we're we'll get to that we're in totally minute. getting there. I know people are like <laughs> like 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 this is getting too old and boring. Somebody's so, going to show up with a dump truck of money here, maybe. Uh, let's hope, right? Because here's the thing: I'm thinking about it from my perspective, and I and I hate to like. I, I hate the focus on. I know it. you're I not. You're not God. framing it like that. It's just. It is what it is. Right. If, you're if, you're in it. You're right. in it now. I'm in this thing with Webster because I was forcibly removed. It's a harassment case. There's a criminal case about it. But as a parent, I'm trying to figure out who do I go to after talking to the the, the athletic director and asking them where they're getting their guidance from. And they say that it's coming from this Finger Lakes COVID-19 vaccination task group. Well, what gives them the right to make a decision for my kid's health? And I don't yeah. have a voice and a choice, right? So all these things combined in your case, and Shannon Joy in Fairport, and you're representing some uh, some other folks in, in Hilton, right? I mean, so individually, we're all fighting this ginormous David versus Goliath battle, right? Where we cannot make any changes as parents, as individual parents. No, our voice is Be, useless. Right, it's useless. Individual. And even if we wanted to make the changes, we would have to use the legal system to do so, right? Go through the last two years to get information out of the district. We had to FOIA, you know, the information. Nine times out of 10, those FOIAs are, are being ignored. Yep. If people don't know how to FOIA, I mean, do, you, do we use a lawyer for it or not? In your case, you needed a lawyer or... I mean, you didn't need one, but it was, it was, you know, it was certainly recommended, recommended that you use a lawyer to help defend your case against the district. And honestly, I don't think I would have won it without him, without a lawyer. Right. So in my case, I mean, I'm not going to go and defend myself, you know, um, or, or represent myself when the defendant, Ken Mancini goes, you know, to, uh, to court. I'm like, I'm going to need a lawyer. So Every parent in every district in Monroe County at some point has had some frustration with their districts where they end up hitting a wall because the school superintendent, whoever it is, they can't do anything about it. My hands are tied. That's exactly what I've been told by the superintendent in our district. Yep. My hands are tied. Dozens of times. So who does the buck stop with then? You've got to go to Monroe County, and then you start fighting the Monroe County Department of Health, and then you start fighting the Monroe County Executive Adam Bellow, and then their organizations, right? Yep. So you're going to need legal advice, legal representation, investigations. And then what does Bellow say? Bellow points to Albany. Right. And okay. then Albany points Bingo. to the and Albany points to the Fed. Bingo. Everybody's always passing the buck up right. the chain. And we and therefore parents cannot get anything done. And yep. at the end of the day, right, all we want is the best health, safety, and education for our kids. And that's what our districts tell us. But do they really have their best interest in mind when no. there's money on the table? Just Again, money. The, the, the COVID relief, uh, I forgot what it's called, the, the ESSER dollars, the ARPA the and ESSER dollars for Webster's, the CARES, CARES money. money, right? $14 million in Webster, which is making them make decisions to make sure that they can continue to get that money because yep. the third chunk hasn't been released yet. So they have to provide numbers and data and metrics. So- the end of the day, this is what I, I realized 
I would want. If there was an organization in Monroe County that I could go to and say, this is a situation that I have in my public school, can you help me? And there isn't one. There isn't an advocacy group in Monroe County for parents to say, I have a situation with my child at school. I'm going to need some assistance, including legal advice and possibly legal representation. Maybe, you know, we're going to require some uh, investigative, you know, backgrounds on, you know, the, the situation. So there's no advocacy group. So I decided with your... Wait, what's wrong with the boards of education? Yeah, the board of education is... <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, that's all right. <laughs> I, I had to hold my tongue. <laughs> um, so, you know, through conversations with you and a couple other people in, in Webster, um, I'm, I'm, I'm starting a crowdfunding effort, a fundraising campaign. Uh, it's called David versus Goliath. Uh, the money that we're going to be raising. Look, look at those two good hey, looking look at those guys. Two guys. Um, right the, before going on the, the, the money raised is going to be used for just that purpose that I had mentioned for to create an organization that in Monroe County that parents can go to, to say, this is a situation that I'm dealing with. The school says they're advocating for my children, but they're not. I can't make any, you know, positive changes, you know, for the, the personal growth and development of my child because the school is beholden to the money, the money, the unions, the, unions, the county, yeah. the state, Right. I'm like, it just seems like every time you think about, well, who do I have to go to to have the conversation? It just piles on all these organizations. And then you're looking at like a 50 foot mountain as an individual. And you're like, well, now, I mean, I can't win. Right. So the people and parents give up and I, I refuse to lose because the odds are stacked against us. I don't like it. So I'm putting together this fundraiser. I'm still looking at um, national organizations that um, that we could align with. And there's, there's a bunch of them out there. Um, I haven't really found anything that that's, that that's in line with what, um, you know, what we're talking about. There's a lot of faith-based ones. There's a lot of other organizations that look like they get funding from schools, but I realistically want this to be a standalone Monroe County 50, an official 501c3 not-for-profit. It's a good point about it being a complete independent standalone. Right. Right, you right. can't we, have you can't have the school district involved. No, I can't, we can't get money from a school district no. because then we're beholden to you know to where that money is coming from, and they'll probably want somebody on the board to yep. dictate what the money is used for. You know, in terms of, of program development, right? Can't get money from the state, right? Because then they're going to do the same thing. And you know, if there's a corporate interest, you know, that, that wants to fund, I mean, we would need to have conversations about what they would want the money used for. For yep. sake of argument, if Tom Galasano said, "Yeah, I'll give you a million dollars for this organization," but but. but. Right. He's going to yeah. want somebody on the board of directors to make sure the money is being used in his vision yep. of what he wants the organization to do. Yeah. We, um, we don't we don't want any uh, uh, pills poisoning the well, so to speak. Right. Exactly. So that's the idea behind this fundraiser. It is a legit crowdfunding fundraiser. It's on Fundly. Now, we talked about using GoFundMe, which had a lot of um, you know chatter behind it. We were going to look they at- stole all the truckers' money yeah, in Canada. Exactly. And then we looked at Give, Send, Go, which the truckers also used, but was hacked. So we decided not to use that because it might have- um, people might not have wanted to donate for fear of their information being stolen, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't want that. So we're using Fundly. Um, the, the, the crowdfunding site is up on the screen right now, David versus Goliath. Um, I understand 100% that there's a lot going on in the world today, right? People are, you know, giving money and, and gifts in kind, you know, to Ukraine. So um, they might not have the capacity to give. People are, you know, out of work. 
uh, you know, inflation is high. Gas prices are gave high. up their jobs because of these things Ex- we're talking exactly, about. Exactly, exactly. And 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 I, I I guess if anybody is still listening at this point, what I want to say is the money is not. This going... This is the number one podcast on the We the People Podcast oh, Network. It's fantastic. There are, there are at least nine people watching right well, now. Well, uh, hello to all nine of you people <laughs> who are still still listening. But at the end of the day, I keep saying that. That's like a catchphrase for me. I, I say that a lot too. The money does not go in my pocket. The money is attached to a bank account and the money will be held in trust, right? That's correct. So once we collectively, whoever the, the we are, myself, if you're involved, uh, if there's you know two other people that are, that are helping uh, you know, stand this up, whoever we decide uh, to align with, if it's a national organization, we'll make sure that the money is used properly. If not, we're going to have to create and stand up this 501c3 not-for-profit ourselves mm-hmm. for Monroe County in Monroe County funded by money from Monroe County or any you know people that are associated outside of uh, and, our affiliations. And so now as a practical matter, I'm a parent, and let's say I go to my son's baseball game and I don't have a mask on and I get arrested and I can't afford an attorney or I it's not even a question of can I afford an attorney. I just don't know what to do. I got arrested. Uh, I think I was wronged, and I, I hear about your organization, and I contact your organization, and how are you going to steer me? What is it that you're going to say to me? Ideally, I mean, and again, this is still, we're, I mean, it's still, you know, we're, you know, we're, it's like baking a cake, right? We're still in, you know, putting all the ingredients in a bowl phase and, and mixing everything together before it's baked in the oven. So ideally, the, uh, the, the concept would work where that parent could call or contact through a website and say, this is my situation. Can somebody help me? A representative would reach back out to that parent, listen to the the situation, and then decide, is this something that we should get a legal representative involved or direct them to resources, right? Is it an FAQ? Is it a knowledge base? I, I, I mean, those are those are older, um, you know, type of, of um, you know, information type uh, databases. But we want to be able to provide that parent with a next step. A place to go, exactly. A place to go, yeah. right? And if they say, if it is something that warrants legal action, there will be funds that so can help, help this with, parent with somebody. correct. So they don't have to rely on a public defender who may be less interested in the trespass case, mm-hmm. right? And more interested in advancing that owns that, that, that lawyer's own career, you know, through whatever, you know, through whatever, um, you know, media sources. So we want to be able to provide some of that financial support as well. So again, all the money that's raised will one be used in the development and creation, right? I mean, there's legal paperwork that needs to be filed to make sure it's a 501c3 not-for-profit. Um, you know, we're going to need uh, advisors on the board. And, and again, they're not paid. Um, but, you know, there's, there's, there's paperwork. I created a not-for-profit once in 2013. So, I mean, it's, it's not just a, you know, something where we just go and fill out something with the county and all of a sudden, hey, you've got your not-for-profit certificate. I've created about three or four not-for-profits. Um, all three of my businesses are not-for-profit. Right. They don't make any money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, I'm. I think today is the the day that we're we're getting the message out, right? So I mean, the the announcement is official. We're creating. Yeah. This so now is this a link on here, um, or do you have a link that we can that we can just throw out there verbally? Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, well, you know what? I, we should be able to share it on Facebook if I go into the actual uh, portal itself and then hit that share on Facebook thing. But maybe I mean, can Austin? Uh, I will make sure the. 
uh, link is in the description after the after the episode Fantastic. is done. Okay. Fantastic. So if, so if somebody finds it on on the episode, there'll be a, a hyperlink yeah. where they yeah. can click on it. Yeah. yeah. My, one after right as soon as we're not live, I'll I'll add that okay. to the description. Gotcha. And if they can't access it that way, if if you were telling me right now how to access it, um, how would I access it? You would. You would tell me to go to funly.com. Funly.com forward slash, and I can't read the fine print. Uh, help David beat Goliath. And there's spaces or dashes in between. So help dash David dash beat dash Goliath. Gotcha. And I'm, and, not, and I'm not familiar with this particular platform, but I imagine if somebody goes to funly.com, there's probably some sort of easy the, search tool. Yes. There if they a, typed in David versus Goliath, it would probably correct. lead them to... Correct. To this particular fundraiser. Correct. So it would be fundly.com. And then, like you said, you could go into a search bar and throw in David versus Goliath or help David beat Goliath. We had a little uh, naming change recently. So awesome. Um, on the campaign itself. And where did you get the David versus Goliath from? So, I mean, it really does. I woke up one morning and I'm like, this, like after the, you know, we, we did all those interviews on, on Fox and Friends and Hannity. And, and, you know, I, I was looking at, you know. It was know, a busy weekend, wasn't it? Well, it was a busy week. But, I mean, you know, thinking about the, the, the criminal case itself and then, you know, the impact and the connection that the district could have, you know, to all of that and any civil case that comes out of that. I'm like, this is, this is an absolute uphill ginormous mountain that you know that that i'm gonna yeah. have to climb and it and i it, it just literally came to me it was like david versus goliath and then i'm thinking to myself what if people don't have good friends like chad hummel who can represent them and you know help them with their their legal case right they're gonna need advocacy groups like mm-hmm. this that they can say hey this is the situation, you know, with, you know, my son or daughter's education, right? I'm like, let's, let's, let's really say, you know, he's, he or she's not getting the attention in the classroom and they're, they're pulling the, um, the, the, the funding away from him for, for, you know, special, uh, you know, special services in, in school. That's another reason why a parent would need an advocacy group to fight for their child to get those additional resources. That's a great point. Right. And, you know, here's the thing too. The, the one thing that, that kind of occurs to me is that, and we talked about this a little bit before. The school district has millions of dollars at their disposal to fight us, right? So yes. if we go to the school district with a problem, and forget about even whether we're right, whether we're right or wrong, but but let's assume for a minute we're right about whatever it is the problem that we have. We're still going to get the our hands are tied response. Right. Okay. And then if we bring some sort of action, when I say we, I'm, I'm talking about any individual parent out there or family out there. If you want to bring some sort of action against your school district because you believe that you have a cause of action and the school district won't help you or do anything about it, the school district and all of the staff, they're paid one way or the other, right? They're paid one way or the other. Uh, you know, whether or not you get the relief you're looking for. And they're going to hire big law firms with your money, right? They, right? They, with they, your they tax have, dollars. Right. They have retained legal yeah. firms. And we, you know, I found that out, you know, through this, through my case. Oh, yeah. And they have a retained legal firm. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I've mentioned the law firm many times. Yeah. Ferrar and Fiorenza right. out of Syracuse represents multiple school districts in Monroe County and Harris Beach. Um, which is a local law firm here in Rochester, represents you know the other half, so right, to speak. Right. So they have lawyers on retainer, and at the end of the day, they don't really care what the outcome of the matter is because their job is secure. Correct. Either way. 
Right. But you as the parent who either has been arrested or has been assaulted or who just can't get what it is that your son or daughter is entitled to, you have to make a decision when you wake up on any given morning, do I stand down or do I fight forward? Right. Because in order to fight forward, you have to go hire a lawyer sure. potentially. You have to take all of your time and energy away from the things that you are otherwise obligated to devote your time and energy right. to, your own job right. and your family. See, you have, to, you have to divert all of your energy and resources away from the things that you would be doing to fight your battle. And becoming an district, expert. Yeah, and right? become an expert in it. The school district just goes to work every day. Yep. The employees just go to work every day and get their paycheck every day. The superintendent's going to go to work every day and and not worry about the fight that you've brought because he or she, superintendent, just flips the papers through an email transmission over to the lawyer and moves on to their next task right. of the day right. to, 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 you know, applying for some right. grant that's going to bring in more money. And realistically, we pay for that law firm. Yes. Well, you literally, know what I mean? We literally. pay for the law firm to represent the district. To fight against to us. To fight against us. Yep. I mean, what, how, how insane is that? And I mean, to go to your point, you're saying that, you know, these schools have millions of dollars. Austin, if, if you wouldn't mind pulling up um, the, the news article again. I mean, the, the Finger Lakes vaccination, Finger Lakes COVID-19 vaccination task group received a million dollars. From local groups, to, right? To to be an to be an organization in existence. Where are we? Where are us parents Where's our getting million? that donation of a million dollars to create this advocacy group so we can have a fair battle against exactly. the district and groups like this? I'm like, there's nobody. Nobody's fighting for us. We knew yeah. that a long time ago, right? And you know what? Nobody's showing up to fight for us. We have to do it on our own. We have to show up, stand up, exactly. know our rights, be an expert, and we have to be like civil disobedience. We have to put our foot down when they, enough is enough. They force us yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's, I don't even know if you can oversimplify this enough, but so they get the million dollars to, no pun intended, boost <laughs> the the vaccination effort. That's exactly what their website right? says. It, it's just it's just to buy billboards and to buy spots on the radio. That's exactly so that it. when you're driving down the road to work and your 20 minute drive to work, you're going to hear no less than four infomercials that are these bought and paid for commercials because ads on the radio are expensive. Yep. I've purchased radio ads in my in my career, right. both as an attorney and in my tax right. assessment company. And right. I've been on Wham. And I've been on, uh, you know, twelve eighty ESPN radio, and I've been on local FM and radio, FM and ra uh, FM radio, mm -hmm. and it's not cheap. Correct. And I, and I get, you know, the spots that run during the UFO shows at, at, at four in the morning, <laughs> and those ones aren't cheap. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Austin yeah. loves when I bring up the UFO, UFO shows in the middle of the night. Oh yeah. yeah. So I think he hosts one of them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so he's going to tell us the his he's going to plug his own podcast here pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. So. These ads are very expensive, and they're running them, you know, right through rush hour traffic when ads are the most expensive. Right. And they're doing that to convince you and I of something that we're already convinced of the opposite. Right. And it doesn't even matter if we're convinced of the opposite or not, because it's our right. Right. It's our right to be convinced of whatever it is we want to be convinced of when it comes to an injection going into our kid's arm. Right. Why are you spending money on radio advertising to convince me to put an injection in my kid's arm. Right. And, and, and this is the part that, you know, threw me for a loop. This Finger Lakes COVID-19 vaccination task force 
is apparently making policy for our director of health and athletics to yeah. follow in the district. So why is a vaccine organization, a vaccine marketing, vaccine propaganda organization making policy for a district that says we have your child's best health, safety, and education in mind? If that's who they're taking direction from, yeah. in addition to Bellow and Mendonats, right? Yep. Then who are they beholden to? Right. Who are they beholden to? Not because us. Mendoza and, and, and Mendon Mendonats and Bellow are giving money in part to this organization. That's where they get the, you know, the million dollars from. Yep. From the, the county department of health. So here's it, one of our here's one of our favorite pictures. Oh, that's great. This is uh Adam Bellow speaking about indoor mask mandates with while he's indoors while he's indoors without a mask on. He was holding his breath the whole time. But it, no, 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 oh. no, you haven't you, don't you watch my show? <laughs> Austin, I do, that? I do. Yeah, the, he has a microphone in front of he him. He has the podium. Uh, he has the mo he has the mo the the microphone slash podium exemption. Yeah, oh, it, it blocks the particles. Got the, it. the microphone. You're in front of a microphone. You don't have to wear a mask. Yeah. Your so now your microphone has a mask on. That's fantastic. My Should microphone be. doesn't wear a mask. Oh well. Yeah, I know. take the mask. See, here's the mask. Right. I don't let my microphone wear a mask. Yeah. See, some people come in here and they put and they want a two double masks. Mask. <laughs> they want to double mask their microphone. To double mask the microphone. Yeah. Do they have an organization? The, the, the My microphone does. Make microphones free yes. again or whatever? This is the Got Freedom podcast Got microphone. <laughs> right. So it doesn't um, wear a mask. But, I mean, if, 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 if parents who are involved, they know how difficult and challenging yes. this is. Absolutely. And if you asked any of them, who do you go to for advice? Like, how do you make progress? How do you get things done? I would venture to guess that nine out of 10 people would say there isn't one. And the yep. other person would say, I don't know. Right. Yep. So the, the, the creation of this, again, it's in its infancy stages. We're crowdfunding in order to grow it, in order to create it, create it and grow it, grow it yeah. because the next school year, September of this year, that's going to be it's, that's going to pose even more challenges than we have today. And it, I don't know if we can if I can again, I shouldn't be in charge of this. I'm I'm the 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 cheerleader for it. You know, clearly we would need to appoint some people who have experience running a not-for-profit and and you know, managing budgets like that. Um, but until we get to that point, I'm I'm the the point person, I'm the cheerleader. I'm 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 getting it out there, right? Yeah. But you're going to you're going to you're going to start the snowball downhill here. Right. Let's hope so. I, I, and again, I understand that, you know, money's tight for everybody. Um, but if if there's anybody that has had a fr frustrating experience with the district who has had to consider legal advice um, or other advice that would have cost them money and decided not to because they didn't have the money. That's exactly what this advocacy group would, would do. Perfect. So, so tell us one more time uh, where the site is. It's, and how to uh, if you go to fundly.com, you can search F U N D L Y. Correct. F U N F U N D L Y.com. Is it.com or.org up there, Austin? Sorry. Uh, that is dot com. Dot com. Sorry about that. I should have done my homework at that time. Uh, David versus Goliath is the campaign name. Uh, if you put it in the URL itself, it's fundly.com forward slash help dash David dash beat dash Goliath. Perfect. And it'll bring you to this page. All right. And you get one shameless plug. You just recently started your own business. I did. Correct? I you just wanna... started my own business. And the reason that I'm in Iran quite the last two days is because I have, I, I was at the DMV twice. Uh, so a, that's a tough oh place my to God. have to go. New York State. So my business that's is David versus Goliath too. <laughs> yo man, don't even get me started. Um, the new business is called rock clean cans. And, uh, essentially what this business is, is a, uh, I'm an owner operator of a 
miniature garbage truck, if you will, only it doesn't pick up your garbage. I've it, been worried that I was going to end up in the back of a it, garbage truck since. <laughs> yeah, I bet, right? Over, over yeah. all this stuff that's going on. So we're so. not a competitor of Casella or Lilac or Ales or Suburban. Uh, instead of. Look, I didn't say give those companies a oh, shameless plug. I said right, rock, give your own company rock a shameless plug. Uh, we're a bit organization, family owned and operated organ- or business that cleans your garbage cans for you. So if you're having a 4th of July party, let's say, for example, and your wife is like, Chad, your, the garbage cans stink. You got to go out there and clean them before we have all these people over. You know as well as I do that, that I'll that be is, sleeping on the couch that yeah, night. Yeah, because you're not going to do it, right? <laughs> it's a brush. It's bleach. It's a hose. Yeah. And you get that stuff everywhere. And it's a nasty, nasty And then nasty it's all job. over the driveway. And then you got to clean the driveway exactly. on top of it. So this is a patent process where the, the back end of the truck has lifters grabbers. We pick up your totes, turns it upside down. High pressure, high temperature water cleans the inside. And, and I have a hose to clean the outside. So this is like a franchise, right? You bought, didn't you buy it, this? I, I bought, it's a, it's a turnkey business. So it's not okay. a franchise. It's my, it's, it's, uh, it's my, my business itself. Uh, but the, the company that I, that had, that I had fabricate the vehicle is providing some business support. So it's not a franchise, more of a, okay. more of a turnkey. So it's independently gotcha. operated and, and owned. Um, and we're website rockcleancans.com. Perfect. All one word rock clean cans. Thank you for the plug. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Love it. Yeah. We're, uh, we're planning to be on the road the, the 11th Well, uh, we were shooting for a four, four on the road launch where we could start selling and, and, uh, visiting, uh, clients. Um, but the DMV issue kind of pushed things out this week and weather isn't that great right now anyway. So, yeah. uh, we're going to be pushed out to the 11th. Gotcha. Very yeah. good. Thank you. So I'll uh, just, I don't know if it's considered a shameless plug or not when the when the podcast host plugs his own business. I think you is should. That, is that considered a shameless plug so. or, you, it's your or air, a regular plug? It's your airtime. Yeah. So it's your studio. Uh, the tax opposer, right? So for all of those uh, out there who think your tax assessment is too high, and there's been a lot of uh, talk about this in the, in the news media of late, the past few days, because a couple uh, big towns in Monroe County, including uh, my hometown right here in Irondequoit, New York, they were planning on doing a townwide update uh, this this spring, and Rondequite pulled the plug on their update. Mm. Uh, but you know, every year the fourth Tuesday of May is what's known as Grievance Day. It only comes once a year. There's only one shot at it a year where you can challenge your assessment. If you don't challenge your assessment on the fourth Tuesday of May every year, then the next tax cycle, which is essentially your next two tax bills, your school bill in September and your county bill the following January those next two tax bills are set in stone based on whatever the final assessment is um, on July 1 of the year. So you have to file your grievance by May, the fourth Tuesday of May. This year, the fourth Tuesday of May is May 24th. So uh, every year I represent at least a couple hundred Monroe County and Finger Lakes homeowners in these tax challenges. So uh, this is the time of year where people are contacting me, calling me, uh, we have a website, thetaxopposer.com. There's what's called a Get Started page on the website or a Get Started tab. So if you go on the website, thetaxopposer.com, and you click on the Get Started tab, you can just put in some basic information, your name, your address, and then somebody on my end will get an email, and then we'll begin to look into uh, whether or not you're over-assessed. If you're not over-assessed, we're going to tell you that you're not over-assessed so that you don't waste your time trying to be Got David it. versus Goliath yeah. at the Board of Assessment Review hearing. Right. We don't want you wasting your time hiring an appraiser and paying for an appraisal. If if I can tell you that you're not over-assessed and, and I'm not willing to take your case on, Got there's it. a pretty darn good chance that you're, in fact, not over-assessed. On the flip side, 
if I tell you that you are overassessed, that your property, uh, that your property's assessment is too high, my success rate since 2009 when I started this business is 97%. So 97% of the cases that I take on, I will get your assessment lowered. I won't necessarily get it lowered, you know, all the way down, so to speak. So if I think your assessment is 50000 too high, I'm going to try to get it down $50,000, but I might only get it down $40,000. I might only get it down $30,000. In some rare cases, I might only get it down $10,000. But you're not going to pay anything unless we successfully get your assessment lowered. And then if we are successful in getting your assessment lowered, then we just share in the savings. So it's a win-win. We either win together or we lose together, and there's no catches. So go to the website, thetaxopposer.com. And if you think your assessment's too high, uh, you need to do something about it now. Get a hold of me now, and my staff will start taking a look at it for me. And that's and countywide, Monroe Countywide? I, uh, Monroe County and all the surrounding counties. I've, oh, wow. Uh, I do a lot in the Finger Lakes, uh, which encompasses Seneca County, Yates County, Ontario County, Canandaigua Lake. We do a lot of properties on Canandaigua yeah. Lake. We do a lot of properties on Seneca Lake, um, some on Cayuga Lake, and... Um, yeah. The tax so, opposer. The tax opposer. Love it. Your sister wants to know if she gets a prize for staying on all, all, the, whole, <laughs> the whole podcast. Um, yeah, we. I have a highlighter here. <laughs> Autographed. <laughs> Autographed something. We have an orange highlighter. That's about all I got yeah. on the table. Yeah. We have these uh, Let's Go Brandon uh, candy hearts left over from Valentine's Fantastic. Day. Fantastic. Um, I don't see any other prizes on <laughs> no, the table. I got nothing either. So that's it. I didn't bring anything with me. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah. What are you going to do? Next time. All right. So thank you to Dave Callis for joining me here on the Got Freedom podcast today. Thank Again, you, this is the We the People podcast network. Please go to our Facebook page. And what did you do? Start the music already? Did he? I don't know. I heard something. I moved that, the microphone. And I, I thought creaked. that was just a chair creak. No, it was oh. the microphone arm. Oh, creak. okay. Austin's trying to kick me off already. No, so, not yet. Uh, go to uh, go to the We the People Podcast Network Facebook page and uh, become a member if you'd like. And please share this episode out there. So thank you again to everybody. And you know what I say now: buy more ammo. Go America. Right on. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.